You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 19th of December, 2019, and everything we've told you about, like, uh, the end of the decade coming, well, there's nothing more we can say because it's here. <laughs> um, this is it. This is our last show of the, of, of the tens, um, the last show of the year. Um, we aren't back for, well, we, we, we got two weeks off just because of the way that, like, Christmas and New Year's fall. But this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We have an amazing wrap-up show for, for 2019. We have David Harry and Bill Slosky coming to join us in, 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 in just a couple of minutes, uh, two of the, 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 the great characters of SEO. Um, Dave, happy almost holidays, brother. I know, I know, and, uh, and to you as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy year. Again, it just gets a little crazier each time. Um, yeah, and basically sends out the message: uh, buckle up for 2020. <laughs> okay, like, okay, I'm I, I am so aging myself for 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 most of the listeners. I'm 51 years old. I was born in 1968. The idea that it's 2020 in just like you know like two weeks is uh, well, it actually it should flip me out a lot more than it actually is. But the closer we get, the flippier I get. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and you know, speaking of craziness, it, it's been another freaking crazy week in search. It, it, it actually, it absolutely has. Um, like, okay, the um, I just saw this. I just saw this a few minutes ago. I haven't actually even had a chance to read it. 
But there's a report out today from a, a conversation that, that, that John Mueller had uh, yesterday. Google is mistakening some 404s as uh, as 301s and canonicalizing to the new you to the to the 404 URL. <laughs> Surprise! Just in time for last minute shopping. Uh, <laughs> like like um, yeah, yeah. And you got to know they're going to sort that out quick. These are the worst kind of problems, though, because they rely on all the different levels of um, uh, of search, right? Like, it's not like they can just, you know, with, with their analytics problem or with, you know, with many of their problems, they can just sort of, you know, click and then it fixes and it fixes back. But this sort of thing, no, it's canonicalizing wrong. It, it, it's got the wrong signals, but they won't know which or which. So they actually need to now recrawl to find out what's going on. Well, look at Dick with the time lag. Happy freaking New Year. Check out the explanation on this. Um, John Mueller says it's possible that Google is trying to do exactly this on purpose because they screwed up their redirects. They're using too many of them. They got the redirects going the wrong way. And so Google's just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going home. Here's a 404 page. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Well, I guess you could set a crawl budget or just set everything to 404s, right? Like, <laughs> you know what? Make your custom 404 page the best page on your site, like <laughs> the best converting page ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so there you go. Weird yep. week. Weird. Well, here's our evidence for weird week. Piece of evidence number one. Um, <laughs> Call. What was that? What was that? Uh, that Google bot news problem that was happening? Yeah, they well, it's, a, it's not even really a problem. They 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 switched how publishers, and I think we covered this last week. Can't remember. Um, no, no, we, didn't, we didn't. We were. It happened just after. We didn't get right. to it. So they they switched how how publishers sort of. I guess I'll say submit your site. They took out that you have to submit your site into Google News, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so you just crawl, and there's still a publisher center, but that's where you can clarify, this is this section, this is this section, this is this section. Fortunately, we have some publishers, so I was able to sort of tootle around a little bit with that. But um, I had one where I was just submitting sort of the top level, and I got an email back going, yeah, don't bother. We're, we're not approving it, but it's not, <laughs> it's not you, it's us. We're just crawling now. Um, so the, the problem that we hit now is, to them, is because they're just sort of crawling and, and pulling that into news, if you block Googlebot news, it no longer blocks you from, from news because they're just crawling, right? Like, so blocking Googlebot news, well, their Googlebot crawler has still gone through, found that you're news, and classified you as such. So I don't know whether that's something they need to work out. Personally, I think it is. Um, at the same time, is it a high priority? To me, it wouldn't be because I'm like, I don't, I can't see an environment really where I'd be like, I really want to appear in search, but I don't want to appear as news, right? Like I can't actually imagine a world where, where I would have myself or a client in that boat where I would want to be in search, but not in news. But, um, you know, no, I'm, I'm sure there's exceptions out there because somebody discovered it. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking of a post-truth world where people are just throwing pages up and calling them news even though they're putting out like completely disfactual information and I got to tell you it kind of weirds me out that Google doesn't require submission or 
assumably a uh, human inspection before declaring this is and this is not news. Well, and that um, is a very, very valid point, especially as we come up to uh, to the election. And, you know, if 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 if, if, if anybody if, if if anybody was to ask me the worst outcome of this decade, it would be that algorithms have come to completely rule our lives. And don't get me wrong, like I've made a career living and dying on algorithms, but like um, that's in an information environment where I'm selling soap. Right. Um, and, you know, selling soap is one thing. Selling truth is another, right? Mm-hmm. This, uh, this, your insurance, uh, your insurance policy is going to be dictated by an algorithm. Um, an algorithm will soon decide uh, whether your elect- whether your uh, uh, self-guided car crashes into a light post or a pedestrian. Uh, I mean, just it, everything like machine machine decision making is uh, going to speed up so many processes and make so many things so much better. And there will be those horrifying exceptions that come up like all the freaking time because there's so many decisions made every day. Mm-hmm. That will just terrify us. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much. Well, you know, I'm going to go on a, on a related story, but only quasi-related. Um, there's a, a gentleman that I've been following for, for a few years. I set up Google Alerts on him. His name's Jiwon Kim. Works for, well, he's at MIT. Um, and does some, some great stuff in quantum computing. Does some great stuff in, in, and, and is really, really solid in both the software side of things and the hardware side of things. So mm-hmm. I set up a Google alert and then had mentioned it to, to Mary yesterday because I was talking about this story to her and was like, yeah, I set up a, a follow because if you ever get hired by a company, I immediately wanted to drop five or $10,000 into whatever company that is. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was why I actually set up that alert like a interesting. year ago. Um, like whatever gets picked up and she sort of looks at me like, <clears throat> are you sh- we haven't talked though. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm like, I would talk to you before dropping that kind of money into a company. But um, that <laughs> alert um, I triggered, um, and I, I got it yesterday. Now, this is news from a whole two days ago. Um, and this is, it, it, we're talking about machine learning and, and sort of AI mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. controlling our world. Um, he's done a lot of work with graphene, um, and, and his sort of grouping of people have done a lot of work with graphene. The reason they've done this is it passes electrons across it when it's pristine, so perfectly flat. We're not talking like tinfoil, kind of perfectly flat. I mean, like on a molecular level, it is perfectly flat. Yeah, sure. Um, And they had done some testing. That's when I started following them, that it would travel at near light. Well, they've just released some studies that they can produce this outside of laboratory. Well, in, in methods that could be done outside of laboratories. So we're about to see a massive, like you, you think of AMD getting their hands on this. You think of, um, you know, Intel, NVIDIA, whoever, uh, Google, right, getting their, their hands on this technology and being able to now pass electrons at near speed of light. Um, and one of the other perks is it produces almost no resistance, so there's no heat. Um, being generated from it. So the size of things is about to shrink dramatically and the speed and power um, with this kind of technology is going to be a massive, massive leap forward. So if we think we've seen a big thing, and to your fear, if we think we've seen something big happen over the last decade, well, as I said earlier in the show, buckle up because... <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, it could be easy to argue that this, this could assuage my fear in, give it, in that... Um, if a machine has is able to process information infinitely faster, perhaps it has infinitely an infinite number uh, an infinite number of options that 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 we don't see. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like there's true. two sides, two sides to all fear coins, right? Right. Um, okay. But anyway, it just weirds me out that Google is, is, is just trolling through people's websites and saying, well, this is news. This ain't news. This is news. This ain't news without humans saying, well, maybe it's says or isn't. Right. Um, cause we know that they get it wrong. Like, like the last decade has proven that algorithms aren't very good at sorting truth from fiction when it comes to news. Sure. Nor are humans. 404, a perfectly good page. <laughs> <laughs> it just might. Um, okay. What else do we got? Here? Weird thing happened to me just today. I was, I was writing the, this, this, uh, report for, um, for, 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 uh, a sale, uh, uh, a client I'm working with who's in a sales process with another client. Mm-hmm. And it was on, um, Jason LD. Okay. Okay. And part of it was the, the, um, part of the report I was writing was the reason for using schema. Like, why are we going to invest this time? Because schema isn't hard, it's just time. Right. It's labor intensive. Um, why, why invest this? Well, here's why. And I'm describing um, the search engines, trying to, trying to be plural. Now, earlier in the day, I'd read a report in, uh, in Search Engine Roundtable that, that Barry put up um, uh, off of uh, Dwayne Forrester's Facebook feed. There's a reason I'm saying all of this. Dwayne puts up, uh, according to the report, about 85% of SEOs don't even bother reporting on Bing or Yahoo rankings um, mm-hmm. or traffic to, uh, to, to their uh, uh, clients. Mm-hmm. They just don't care. Right. Dwayne says, well, that's kind of unprofessional. Like, uh, and he, he wrote this, this long Facebook message, which I completely agree with. Like, there's insight into that, in that traffic. It's just pure hubris to assume that I'm the only one who sees it. Maybe my client sees something I'm not seeing. They should have that information, right? Right. Um, okay. So I'm writing this report on the use of JSON LD and Bing and, and Google both, uh, and, and Yahoo back in the day when Yahoo was still relevant. Um, they all agreed on the, on, uh, various schema formats. Mm-hmm. And so they all, they all use them to one degree or another. Um, and I found myself writing about search engines in the singular form, not the plural, not the plural form. And it was a much more interesting story in my head when I started. But I'm wondering, how often do you do that when you're writing about search engines and you're only talking singularly? You know, I, mis- I, I slipped into the bad habit um, very much, but I'm trying not to. And credit to him, a, a big part of that is uh, Frederick. Um, you know, and, no, and, and, the, uh, the and, and the yeah, yeah. people for that actually like putting them back on my radar as something that I need to pay attention to, um, and, and, and the massive work they're doing. And let's be honest that like, cause, cause we're Canadian and we're like, Hey, they have, you know, about a 10th what Google does. And I'm like, Hey, we're about a 10th what our big brother down South has, <laughs> but <laughs> come on little guy, you can do it. Um, and, and, and sort of cheering, cheering for them as the underdog. I can't believe I'm referring to Microsoft as the underdog here, but. But again, um, well, Bing versus Google. Yeah, but at the scale they work at, um, one tenth is a is a crap ton of traffic. Well, and that's what we got to remember. Like in any other format, like in in any other traffic source, we'd be reporting intensively on it. Um, but it's just because it's being compared. We're always talking about organic search. We're not talking about Bing traffic and Google traffic, right? Which is maybe what we should be doing. Um, certainly in certain sectors, right? Like, I mean, I've talked about Bing ads. It's producing some fantastic results. I'm about to deploy one for a new client because it's been doing so well for clients in related space. Well, that's what I meant to say. Like, you tell me in the travel sector that Bing doesn't mean something. Right. 
or, or in the medical sector or in the uh, 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 with with insurance. Like Bing absolutely means something, given that that audience tends to skew older, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an insight right there that your client that a client might draw that say a uh, a newer SEO mightn't actually have, but the client might have been around for might know that. You got to present them with all the information because it is their information, and that's what they're paying you for. Well, and, and one thing I find kind of funny, and it, and it came out sort of, sort of during the the OK Boomer like hype, right? <laughs> and, and 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 the sort of like counter to it, and it was it's tone deaf because there was like a couple boomers that were like you know quote unquote, but you know coming back going, yeah, well that's because we have the money, right? So we get to do that, and it's like. You know, and of course, there's a big backlash to that, you know, and, and fair enough. But let's get outside that OK Boomer kind of thing and go, yeah, their point is actually right. They have the money. <laughs> and so when we're going, Bing's not important. In some sectors, it's going to be, yeah, if you're running TikTok, probably not. Right. But, <laughs> um, you know, if you're running a B2B where the decision maker, the final person who's going to decide where the money gets spent, skews to an older generation. Bing really important, um, you know, and just because, you know, maybe the person that was doing the research was using Google doesn't mean they are. Um, so your reputation on Bing, that becomes important. You know, all of that stuff, Bing is a lot more important than people give them credit for. Um, and specifically in some core sectors where the decision makers are skewing older. And that's the campaign I'm moving over now. The decision makers are skewing older. And I'm like, we're, we've been ignoring Bing. You right? Know Why? To uh, that 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 another reason that I will make the and I, I know we didn't we didn't we didn't talk about making predictions nothing on the show but you throw some out if you want what the hell it's the end of the year what are we gonna do um I think in tw- in the twenty twenties uh and especially in the early part of the twenty twenties you're gonna see Bing um grab more market share I think so too. beyond Google shooting itself in its own foot um Bing is really really doing the groundwork to um attract webmasters and to be a better engine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tend to agree. I, I, I predict they're, they're going to do pretty well. And I think Google's going to be hitting some problems, but you know what? We're, we're, we're now talking about the future and, and we're talking and about predicting. We, we have two probably of the greatest. So that we have that future um, and, and then can bring on people who actually read constantly about what we should be expecting. Uh, I was gonna say, we have two of the greatest uh, for want of a better term, futurologists in the industry. Um, just waiting in the sidelines, but we gotta, we got, we gotta go through a mode of commercials before we. Is that a collection of commercials? A mode of commercials? <laughs> it is. We now. gotta, go, we gotta wade through a mode of commercials here before we can get to our guests. So, on behalf of uh, Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on the nineteenth of December, twenty nineteen. Stick around. We got Bill Slosky and Dave Perry coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. 
Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2020. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Are you a PPC professional? Would you like a mountain of resources that will help you fine-tune your skills? Join the Paid Search Association, the only nonprofit organization dedicated to serving managers of Google, Microsoft, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter advertising accounts. Check it out at www.paidsearch.org. That's www.paidsearch.org. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to rock star level only on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. And you can come present this event. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we have David Harry and I'm 99.9% sure Bill Slosky. Gentlemen, welcome to Webcology. Shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't, I be, shouldn't I be welcome back? Come on, man. Well, I suppose. Yeah, come should, on, man. Okay, welcome back to Web Call, guys. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, How yes. you doing? Good, buddy. Good, man. Long time no yak, dude. Yeah. Good to see you. I was just looking at the participants list. I never realized that Bill Sosky's little avatar says BS. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. Got a new nickname, bro. <laughs> yeah, doing great, man. Doing great. Living the dream, you know. That's <laughs> uh, what we do. So, right. how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? It's been Jim a Dave. long, long year. But yeah. good. Very good. And, and just to, I don't know, I put in the chat there that, you know, people might say that we're predicting the future, but I think to Bill and I, we're just reading the past because things are filed five, four years ago, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you, know, you got to remember, like, you know, it's filed back in 2015 or something. Odds are they've implemented it or didn't or whatever and tweaked it and so on. So I don't know if we're really predicting any future. We're just sort of trying to keep up with the past. <laughs> well, so, so let's dive in at that point then. So you and... Uh, Dave and Bill, you both read, um, and Dave Davies as well. You all read um, probably more patents than, than than anyone else or most others in the SEO industry do. When you do talk about them, why do you talk about those patents at the time that you start talking about them? Is as as, as Dave just said, um, they could have been filed five years before being implemented or rejected. So why talk about these ones now? 
some of them are very timely. It's it's if the patent was filed in 2013, but Google comes out with a web uh, a white paper this year on the same subject, and the patent is more advanced than the white paper, it's worth writing about the patent. And that's true with uh, posts I did on user-specific knowledge graphs. They just published a, a, a white paper on personal knowledge graphs. And the patent is more advanced than the white paper. Even though the white paper came out in 2019, the patent was filed in 2013. So what does that tell you, that the patent is more advanced than the paper? It, it tells me that uh, the people who wrote it uh, had some insights that it took somebody at Google who wrote, wrote the white paper a while to catch up on. Uh, there's another example. Uh, we just got news that uh, Google's including other types of sites in top stories, top news. Uh, Google filed a, uh, or was granted a patent on that in March of this year. And it seems like an ideal thing to write about now. Yeah, or the one you and I were talking about on Facebook, about the refiling um, the Google News one, right? Right. The original they changed Google. a bunch of the language in there and totally revamped a lot of how they're doing about it. And funny enough, guess what? There's Jim and uh, Dave talking about Google News 10 minutes ago. So, you know, sometimes it just becomes a temporarily interesting topic to talk about. Well, no, I have a, I have a quick question. Um, like, I, I, I get the list. I, I assume each of you gets at some point some sort of list, like you've set up a, an alert, and I got mine this morning, and it's like, here's all the patents from the week, right, like the, that were granted this week. And then you can either, you know, scroll through them, depending on the format, right, like scroll through them or, or open them all up. I, I know when they're granted. I yeah, it's every Tuesday. So Bill and I, I think we kind of, our radar is set for Tuesdays. <laughs> how, how do you guys decide? Like, I, I got my list this morning. It was, I don't know, I, I'm going to guesstimate here. 30, 35. Like, you're not going to read them all. You may not even no, read but, some but of them. got to remember, some of this stuff, like, I was joking with Bill, like, you know what I mean? Some of the stuff I collected this year and him and I have been talking the last couple of weeks and, you know, a lot of it's not even search related. You got to remember, you got Android, you got yeah. gaming in there. Like, uh, what I was joking with him about was automated nursing assessment, which is for like a smart home so that, you know, you don't have to go to the doctor because your, your bathroom mirror is going to read certain, you know, things about you and make medical assessments. So you know, there's a ton of stuff in there, but not all 30, 40 are search related. So, you, you know, I'm kind of cherry picking other, like I said, I collect some weird stuff like, you know, like smart homes and things and, you know, self-driving cars. But for the most part, yeah, I'm also cherry picking, looking for search related stuff, looking for things of interest. And I don't follow a lot of like, you know, Google ad stuff. So I don't really, you know, I'll, I'll skim by that. So I, I'm really only looking, you know, each Tuesday if 40 or so come out, there might be five to 10 maybe that, that I'm even interested in looking at to start with. And then if I, you know, get through the first little bit, I want to keep reading it, then I go. But you know, you know, we're, I'm not personally, I don't know what tell, but I'm not looking at all 40 of them, you know. You know, um, journalists have, uh, are ten, tend to have extraordinary memories. Um, that, that, that's how they're able to make the connections. But, but you guys, y y you read like these incredibly technical patents written, uh, often written in like in, in, in the legal language, and you, and, and you read them like five years ago. Yeah. And something happens today. How do you remember to match up uh, the event with the patent that you read a few years back? 
Well, literally, I've got a list of the uh, a database going back to about two thousand and nine. So there's that. Um, but also, you just you you get you're connecting the dots. I think to a degree, at least for me. I mean, Bill can go into this, but you know, it's just like, oh, that relates to this, or that's going down that path. And and I think another thing that, especially early on, maybe two thousand and seven, when I first was talking with Bill about stuff that he taught me was look at the authors. Right, and then go find out where does this guy work? What department is he still with Google? If he's still with Google, what's he been doing? It's not always the patent either. You could look at the authors and see their evolution through the Google chain. You know, might have worked in Google Maps and they moved over there. So it's not just the technology itself. It's also you look at the authors and their evolution through Google, which gives you a sense of you know where what that mindset of whoever wrote or came up with it, how they've evolved over the years. So, um, are there any patent rock stars that you can think of? Ones that just, you know, either come up over and over and over again. Jeffrey Dean. Have... <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Is he on, like Bill. a lawyer? No. No, he's the head of the Google brain team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's also yeah. responsible for a lot of the uh, crawling technology that happened at Google, including mm -hmm. caffeine. He is the rock star. <laughs> so Jeffrey Dean's name comes up uh, in your Google alerts relating to a patent, and boom, you're reading this. Yeah, you know, I think yeah, Bill and I, I, I had to think. Bat we had a, we had to think for Anna Patterson for a lot lot of years. I remember too. Anna Patterson joined Google in 2004. She, yeah, then uh, she went to Cool. Then that didn't work out. Her husband <laughs> started Cool. It failed. Two weeks later, Google rehired her as a vice president of search. So they liked her a little bit. Excellent. <laughs> um, okay, so I think for 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 a lot of people in the in the SEO industry, um, uh, especially newer people in the industry, um, they don't realize how painstaking the painstaking research that went into unraveling information about how search engines work. Um, often from, from reading patents and applying them to, to our real-life experience. David and Bill, both of you have read innumerable patents at, uh, uh, written by, by, by Google, by Bing, by Yahoo, and, and other search engines. That must have given you some impression on how the engines want to work. How different is your vision of what the search engines want to be with what the search engines are actually today. How, how far apart are those two visions? Does that, did the question make sense? Yeah, they, they have some redundant processes. They, they aren't necessarily working on one thing at a time. And sometimes they work on a pro, uh, process or, or a type of approach that they'll make an acquisition to cover. Like when they started doing knowledge graph stuff. They had a, in the mid-2000s, they were working on a, a annotation framework, which was the early version of the knowledge graph. They had a browsable fact repository. Then the same guy who was in charge of that project was in charge of acquisition of MetaWeb and Freebase, which ended up becoming Google's knowledge graph. So all the work they did on, on the fact repository which resulted in at least a dozen patents, including one on one or two on local search, uh, became redundant to a degree. Okay, so in other words, to solve a problem, to solve a, a, a much larger problem, 
they often have to solve smaller problems to, to you know to get from from point A to to, to point Z. And right. in those smaller solutions, there's often patents there too. Right. And if if you look at local search as a proof of concept that that uh, entity based search works, it's the example. They use citations instead of links to rank things. You know, they they refer to businesses as local business entities. It's it's uh, the framework for uh, something involving crawling the web, collecting fact information, trying to uh, corroborate those facts to gain confidence levels with them, and return results based on uh, crawling of facts. And I, and I think when you look at it over time, too, you, you see their interest in some things, like you're saying, go up and down, and it's like, okay, you're like, you know, social. Like social search patents, you still see the odd one, and it, but, you know, you look at the filing date from 2013, 14, so obviously, you know, Google Plus was still a thing. You know, so you'll, you'll see certain things that were of interest that have faded in interest, you know what I mean? Like, and then this year, you've got more stuff on like neural networks showing up. You've got more things related to Google Assistant that are showing up. Conversational and voice search showing up and becoming more prominent in other areas, like entities, obviously. But then you got other areas that seem to just slowly start drift, drifting off over the years when you're constantly reading and collecting them. You know? Through the um, reading and interpretation of, of patents over the years, I mean, let's, 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 let's go all the way back to... Well, they, they uh, like, call you know, us those skilled in the art. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the for the people listening. There's always a line. I guess it's legalese protectionism, but there's always a line in patents that say those skilled in the art will be able to understand other implementations of this. Right. So it's it's it's, it's one of the standards for writing a description of a process in a patent. You have to write it in a way that somebody skilled in the art can understand it and maybe replicate it. You're and doesn't have to be a roadmap of the technology telling somebody how yeah. to build it, but it has to be involved enough and descriptive enough so that somebody who works, say, for instance, building search engines can read your patent about search and say, yeah, we could do this. This is how we would go about it. Well, um, being being extremely well knowledgeable in the art, could you go back to in your memory to, say, 2004, 2003, and just through the reading of patents, tell the story of the search engines. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, sure. Go back to 1998 for Google. Okay, well, the reason the reason I mentioned that is because now that's on tape, right? And then and that's part of the podcast. And so when one of you two do that, I'm coming after you for 5%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> that actually, would take a actually, while. Actually, it was a pre-existing idea. It's already been ah! there. Oh, is that written down and recorded somewhere? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I wasn't going to do that anyway. <laughs> I'd have forgotten 10 minutes from now anyhow. Uh, um, oh, sorry, David? So, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be asking a question that's a lot like asking the parent, you know, which is your favorite kid, right? Like, but out of, out of 2019, we, we won't refer to filed in, we'll go granted in. Um, yeah. Do you guys have a, a favorite patent? Um, that you read this year. I, I, I'm thinking of this one as like, a, I'll probably add this to my recommended reading list or more likely go, well, if it was Bill or David's, they probably wrote about it. So I'll just add that to my list. 
but because you guys write like super well on these things, it's like, okay, I can get everything that I would need to know as an SEO from that. Some you don't write about, so I got to read the bleeding thing myself. But well, it was funny because you and I got, I think this all started earlier in the week, Dave, when um, we got, I, you were roped in or somehow we got talking to Search Engine Journal about this. And so then I got talking to Bill and I was like, you know, I went back and through the collection from this year and sort of was saying, like, you know, maybe I'll just pick up my favorite 10. And so then Bill was, so before the show, Bill and I were fa- sh- sharing our favorite 10 from the year. I don't know if you could have a favorite one, but, you know, I, you know, <laughs> we, we're trying to narrow it down to 10 if that helps. <laughs> what, would, like what would qualify something as your favorite? What, what, I'm just, you know? it's interesting, fascinating, maybe a direction I've gone before. You mean like, you know, I was always into the semantic stuff, which is kind of, that goes back to the Anna Patterson and the phrase based and stuff like that. Um, you know, I guess for me, it's it's just kind of something that I've always, you know, paid attention to a little more than others because I don't do a lot of local. So, you know, the local and the mobile stuff doesn't grab me as much. I like, you know, recommendation kind of engine stuff. I like uh, predictive search is something that I've seen a bunch of this year. I like that kind of stuff. Um, Bill and I were talking about the news because I had a client, you know, it was a fairly good sized news site. So, you know, I got into some of that stuff. But I, I think one of my favorites was, Back in the day, I used to talk to Matt a lot, right? And we'd talk over email, and mostly about IR stuff. We wouldn't, you know, I don't go to Matt and talk about clients. We just sit around and talk search. And so, you know, everyone used to be in the whole, you know, implicit user feedback. So that's your click-through rates and your dwell times and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, SEOs were always into that. And so, you know, Matt would be like, well, two things. It's noisy and it's spammable. And there's a lot of papers on what the noise problem is. And obviously, spammable, spammable. But they they had one this year that was actually... um about how they use a lot of that data, which is to assess the algorithms, and which was always something Google has said and always something that Matt would tell me, but I'd never actually seen anything on it, like patent-wise, you know what I mean? I've seen papers, but no patents. And so, yeah, that, there was an actual patent on that this year, and I was like, aha, thank you. <laughs> so it was called Deriving and Using Interaction Profiles. And so basically it's about using that kind of data to assess the algorithms as opposed to as a use it as a direct ranking signal. So I kind of like that one because I got to stick it in a lot of people's faces. How about you, Bill? Do you have anything out there that, that is, um, for whatever motivation, your, uh, your, your, your favorite patent of the year? Okay, so I've I've chosen my favorites by things like whether or not I thought they were important enough to mention in presentations, mm-hmm. or or I enjoyed blogging about them. Uh, I I do like local search, and at least one of mine was involving local search, and it had to do with uh, quality visit scores for uh, people visiting websites and then going to actually visit in person the site, the business that they visited the site of. And using GPS, Google could track their visit, how long they spent at a place. And Google was scoring those visits, uh, giving them quality scores for the visit. Like IRW in the the real world. Yeah. And and this was something that... uh, Google started tracking using analytics and tracking actual people's visits to your business and reporting to businesses uh, in the uh, Google Analytics 360. So let us hammer this one home. We made this conversion, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, something and, like that. And they told us during the middle of the summer that at, by the end of the summer, they would start releasing badges for the uh, different types of biz- businesses and locations, the ones that were in the top 5% of visits. So the top 5% uh, restaurants or the top 5% gas stations. Have you have you seen those in the wild, like the, the, those badges? I've, I've been looking for the badges. I haven't seen anything about them. They did put write a blog post where they said they were going to do that. But hmm. they said that, like I said, in the middle of the summer and that it would be at by the end of the summer. It's past the end of the summer now. No, Google's been known to have been optimistic about their time frames before, haven't they? Yeah. So that was England, it's coming. It's the possibility that they would implement it. And they have implemented part of it. Another one I thought was really interesting was one called Natural Language Processing with an Engram Machine. And that's where if you ask a query of Google, Google will search the uh, uh, search itself for that query, take the results or a percentage of them, and crawl, uh, create knowledge graph from those results. So personalized knowledge graph just for that query. And then we'll search that knowledge graph for the answer and provide the answer to you. Wow. So instead of having one knowledge graph, we have multiple knowledge graphs, and they could all be joined together into a universal knowledge graph. Okay. That could, that's, that's mind twisting, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's that's what I liked about it. On on that, and I'm so sorry to, to take a break at this point because I I want to pursue that specifically, but we can't. It, we're 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 really rounding the clock right now. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Ninja Ways Media. We have Bill Slosky and David Harry uh, on the line, and unfortunately, we got to take a break here on Web College at Webmaster Radio FM. Friends, you're listening to Web College on the ninth. On the 19th of December, 2019, stick around. We got uh, Bill and Dave coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. 
podcasts. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.FM and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.FM. WebmasterRadio.FM. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. It is the 19th of December, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we are joined uh, on the air today by uh, with uh, Bill Slosky and David Harry, uh, two of the uh, industry's premier patent readers. And uh, guys, I got to tell you... Um, I've been a little bit distracted the last few uh, last few months, and um, you two in particular make me excited about being an SEO. Just the stuff that the, you guys are talking about, the messages I'm seeing going in the uh, in the, uh, the, the, the 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 chat room right now. So so uh, while we're while we're on break, Bill Slosky is writing to us. Knowledge graphs cre- uh, created to answer a query can use the web um, or a scientific database or both, and that's fascinating. Like that's amazing. It's, you guys make me excited to be an SEO, and I just wanted to, wanted to say thank you to both of you. Well, you know, that's kind of, I often feel like I always say to people, SEO is not what I do, it's who I am. I'm just happy that clients pay me money so I can keep reading this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, you know, can someone just pay me to read patents? Because it's a lot more fun than doing the work sometimes. So. <laughs> Dude, I got yeah. I got 15 finicky images to throw into like a, uh, a Divi-inspired uh, yeah. uh, WordPress template, and then I can call it Christmas. And God, I hate doing this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, there's um, always there's always that you know drone work as part of what we have to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, both of you are thinking of writing like uh, top ten reviews, um, top ten patents for 2019. But looking at the patents that you've read in the last year or the last five years or whatever, we're moving forward into believe it or not 2020 and beyond. Where where's search going? Um, just based on what y'all been reading. Well, I don't know. This year, the neural network stops killing me. It's you know I've been reading these things for fifteen years, but it's, it's getting to the point some of the really heavy lifting, you know. Uh, so you know, but again, there's lots of machine learning, neural networks. Um, it's just becoming more complex to me. I mean, then you you get through and you know, voice search, conversational, you know, search, uh, Google Assistant kind of stuff, things like that. Um, you know, and then then look at like Google Discover, which is your no click searching and things of that nature. I think they've just always been on that path of, of 
you know, more heavy lifting behind the scenes to give the user what they want with less direct signals per se. You know what I mean? That that they they're trying to find ways to give you know, they're trying to read our minds eventually. <laughs> you know, I read a patent about a handful of years ago because Google owns a company that does uh, processing of, of DNA. So they really do want to know us because they've got patents on processing your DNA. So careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, now I know why Gary and the boys are at the conferences. They're picking up cups. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, what about you? Where, 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 do, where, where, do you, where do you see us going in 2020 and uh, the few years beyond? Sometimes some of the patents I've been reading recently, I read them and I try to look for enough information that I could use to write something about. And I read a patent that talks about word sense disambiguation through neural networks. And it's like, I can understand maybe where they're getting, understanding the intent behind words, the meanings, the senses of the words. Reading this process doesn't really tell me that. And then we send it through a neural network and magic. We understand. <laughs> okay, so I want to take a second and then look at some of the stuff that other people in the industry are doing. Um, Dixon Jones and the new Insight tool. Having read the patents that you've read, can you look <laughs> at Insight and go, I know exactly what Dixon's doing? I haven't used the Insight tool, and some of what he's been talking about, uh, he doesn't quite grasp the direction that Google's moving. He's talking about bias in Wikipedia and knowledge base. Knowledge graph is based upon Wikipedia and doesn't recognize that Google's moving towards a web scale. uh, Yeah, it's getting past that now. Sort of like they did with moving away from the Google directory and the open directory project because it said directories don't scale. Uh, Google you know wants, wants to be able to call websites and news sources and extract entities and entity relationships and build confidence scores about those relationships between entities and not use, not rely upon Wikipedia to do it. So the bias from Wikipedia is not something to be concerned about. You know what? I'm going to take that as a yes. Not that you necessarily agree with what, what, what others are doing, but you look at what they're doing and go, okay, I get that. Totally understand. Yeah, yeah I'm just uh, not sure that, that the end value of that's going to be to, you know, somebody optimizing a site. You know? Indeed. Indeed. Um, you know, it's, it's like I remember whatever, 2007, when I lost my poop when uh, Rand was doing his LDA tool and stuff like that. It was like, you know, okay, you know, really... <laughs> you know, like, I don't think you're really on the right path, but it looks real good on the Mars. You can throw around the world, you know, LDA, and look at us, because no one else understands it. Um, I'm I'm hesitant to ask this question in the way that I have to ask it because we're we're language is limiting. You guys are veterans. You've been around, um, you know, long long as Dave, uh, Dave Davies and I have for for, for a very long time. Um. In asking this question, I, I know you're going to exclude some people because you just can't help it. And apologies to those people. I know you don't mean anything by not mentioning them. But, are, but who in the industry today, younger people coming up in the industry, are really exciting you? Who? who, who? Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. I'm sorry <laughs> um, to put you on the spot okay. like that. No, I literally... But who should people uh, be reading? I, I literally um, had this discussion with someone I'm mentoring. I've been starting to do some mentoring. And, and 
I told the lady, the, the young lady at the time, um, that I was having a real problem with this. That when I look around and I, I look at the generation that's going to come when we're all dead and gone, I'm, I don't have a lot of people I could put on that list. I'm wondering where that, that next generation of solid individuals is going to come from. You know what I mean? And, and, so, yeah, and, and again, I'm talking, you know, not, not the well-known people that we all hang around and, and know. I mean, like the young new generation coming up, I don't, I don't really have a lot on my list. So I've been trying to like do that. I've been trying to find some people and, and maybe take them under the wing, introduce them around to some of the older crew. And, you know, I, I, there's just to me a fairly good lack of, of people that are interested in that. They're doing the job, I'm sure. And they're doing great at the job, but taking part in the industry, taking part in the communities and things like I've always done in building you guys doing this radio show every week, you know, for the, I know you get paid the big bucks for this, but you know, <laughs> <Don't> we know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's just, I, there's not as many that are really and and those that are, are selling some sort of course or some sort of book or some, you know, they're, they're trying to make money off of it as opposed to literally just going out there for the sake of the industry that they love and, and, and trying to better it and be part of that future, you know? So. Well, Bill, is there any, is there anybody that you're reading that you see as sort of like this up and comer who's like, you know, really getting it? I'm not sure I call all the ones I'm reading and following up and comers, but some of them, they've been around for a little while, around for a while, like a Don Anderson. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, see, and that's exactly what I meant by the you know the known. So I I don't count Don in there or Christine Sassinger. Or, I mean, th- those people I think have been around a while, just are sort of more writing now. But you know, well, Don Don Don's you know an old less time have been like a Patrick yeah. Stocks. Patrick Stocks, oh, yeah. indeed. That whole that whole Charlotte Tech Triangle IBM crew. Yeah, or Alexis Sanders, who's writing some interesting stuff and just came out with the role playing game for SEO. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's good seeing people get involved in that level, too. Hey, come to think of it, Bill, you're yeah. a video game character. I, I've had some good conversations with uh, Jamie uh, Alberico, I guess it is. Alberico. She was our Alberico guest last week. So have we. Yeah, I've had some good <laughs> chats with. Oh, yeah, she was on last week. Anyways, yeah, she, I like her. I've had some really good chats with her. She's pretty smart. She's really smart, yeah. yeah. I love, she actually had published a piece on, on SEJ, and, and basically because she's a big on the end, I'll just as a... As Christ, a look at us, big all social justice. With a, we're woke <laughs> without knowing it, boys. We keep saying more ladies' names and men. What the hell? Um, Whoa! I, you know, you know what? Look at us go. <laughs> I think that says something about where the industry's going. Which is that's fine. Good. That's great. Yeah, I, I don't care what you you look like or who you are. It's the information you're coming out with. You know? Well, not to we respect. I mean, do credit to like where the younger generation is, or, or not credit, but like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll hand you this one is. But when I was the age and in, in the industry that the young and comers would be now, I was totally black hatting pixels to the right, right, figuring my way through as an affiliate marketer, and then grew up. Right, so. They're they're probably still using the tricks now. They don't work anymore, but they did back then. Uh, but and, apparently, there are ones that do work. We got these great guys, the, the, the incredible character, like Craig Campbell from Scotland. That dude's a character, but, and know, he's back hatting his way across the web. Just just look how many we've lost over the last five ten years, too. Though you know what I mean. It, it, every yeah. time we lose, when it comes to mind that you know, sadly, we were the golden age of SEO, and someday that's all we'll be. <laughs> and at some well, point very very soon somebody will be listening to this and go okay boomer <laughs> no okay binger <laughs> binger 
but yeah, I mean, of course, I do refer like think of it that way too. Is this was like it, it was it was the birth of of SEO it was the era that we we were privileged. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even of. SEO when we started. No, well, it was just you know. <laughs> By the way, you guys got any good link ring, uh, web, web rings I can join? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> news news list. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ask, uh, ask 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 Boykin. He's always he's always got something up his sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Now, all you know what? All the love to everyone whose name we've mentioned. Um, anyone who uh, anyone who's still around has obviously been doing some stuff right because this is a brutal industry to survive in. Yeah, well, for sure. But it's a, again, it's, I think it's, I mean, I started my first business, which was literally, I kid you not, was in uh, renovations and stuff when I was 21 years old. I've been self-employed for 32 years. And, uh, you know, I always tell young people now, even when I'm mentoring and stuff, you got to love it. You got to wake up in the morning and want to go to work. You know, if yeah. you wake up and go, oh, God, maybe this isn't for you. I mean, if you're going to last in any industry, I don't care if it's this one or any industry, you got to want to get up and go to work every day. You got to love that job. You got to love what you do and the people you work with. So. Absolutely. Um, and on that note, uh, that's it. We're done. 2019 has, at least for Webcology, has just ended. We've gone all the way around the clock. And speaking of loving the people we work with, um, Bill and David Harry, uh, love both of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Bill, you're like you're like Elvis. You only need a first name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we have you know, we have so many Davids. Bill on the and show, David right? Harry. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, friends. Um, uh, thank you. On behalf of Dave Davies and Brasco and. Darren and Brandy and everybody at webmasterradio.fm um, you've been with us for another year thank you uh, we have uh, yeah, you know what we put, we, we put in a good effort this year we're going to put in a great effort next year and uh, on behalf of uh, again Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media thank you for being our audience um, stay safe rank well do good by yourselves and your clients and uh, have an amazing uh, holiday season and a great new year. And we will talk to you again in 2020. Be well. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.